Good afternoon, everybody. From Fibonacci Brewing Company in Cincinnati, you are looking live at Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. My name is Mike Cisneros, and I am joined again, as always, by the man who is synonymous with anonymous, the man from everywhere and nowhere at the same time, sort of in his ballpark today, over here in Mount Healthy, the gnarly gnome. Gnome, welcome to the program. Good to be back. Thank you. Cheers. And as I said, we're at Fibonacci Brewing Company here in Mount Healthy, Ohio, and we are so proud and honored to be hosted today by the owners, co-founders, brewers, keg washers uh, of the of, of the operation here at Fibonacci, uh, Bob and Betty Ballas. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having yes, us. Yes, you can certainly applaud. Love what, you, what you've done with the place. Uh, I was here, uh, one of my uh, posts earlier in the week on the uh, Cincy Brewcast, I think, Facebook page was the warm, wet, early May evening that I came over here. <laughs> Rain had just fallen, and you were here working on the place, and I think we shared a, uh, what did we share? We shared a Boulevard uh, IPA, some Boulevard IPA. I Calling think IPA. Yeah, something like that. Yep. And... Uh, talk for about 15 20 minutes and you showed me around but it's not any it's not anywhere today uh as it is it, it's not anywhere then as it, as it is today and it's just fantastic and, and congratulations and t- tell us kind of a little bit about what the genesis was what the road what the road was especially the part of you know getting the place ready to go and so forth and so on yeah so um yeah, we were right in the middle of construction uh, last time you were here. Um, a lot of drywall dust, everything else all over the place. I don't even think we had had our flooring in yet. Was that uh, the floor? Yeah, the floor after? was in. The floor because I, re- I, mean, I remember mentioning okay. to you how, how cool I thought the floor was. So. Right, right. So, yeah, the floor was in. Was that Actually, before yeah, we just after the... you fell through the ceiling? Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't, we didn't hear that story. You told me I wasn't supposed to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that's something I, I try not to think about. Um, yeah, when we were uh, we were changing out some light fixtures, and I made a, a bad step uh, up in the attic space and might have taken out about a four by eight foot chunk oh, of drywall man. in the ceiling ouch ouch yeah. Yeah. Uh, um what what have you what did you learn through all of that what did, not to step on the drywall <laughs> beyond that <laughs> beyond beyond yes. that. i mean what did, what did you learn between the time that i talked to you the first time there in may and when you guys opened you guys opened in what june july july yeah, yeah. And we, and we were out for that. The show, we didn't have the show out here, right. but, but uh, Nancy and I came out, and, and, and I don't even know if you guys even saw us or not when we came out, but we came out for that. Uh, what did you learn between in that, in that two or three months? You know, Well, I learned uh, drywall is not load-bearing. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's very important to keep in mind. Um, for, for a lot of the uh, taproom, actually, uh, Betty and her friend Shonda um, actually – worked on the layout and the design and everything so uh i mostly spend my time in the brew house uh, getting the beer ready and everything but uh yeah during during that uh two three month period i guess um yeah it was a lot of uh a lot of late evenings a lot of weekends of just having people uh friends and family help us out getting everything in order and everything um yeah i don't know what do you and well go ahead well, in that short time, let, let me just say, in that short time, you also brewed some beer. Oh. And we have some beer in front of us today, your offerings uh, uh, here at, the, at the Fibonacci. So without further ado, play this by 
contractual obligation. Absolutely. From the beer fridge. Spent a lot of time making that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you have on offer I make a now, nickel every time he plays it, I think. Tell, yeah. <laughs> I give him a nickel. I'll, you know, just have a spare change. Um, and we have f- five, six. You have six offerings. And we're just going to go, I guess, from the... We'll go ahead and go from kind of the light, lightest color ones on up to the darkest ones. And uh, we'll start with sort the Kolsch. Now, we'll start with the Kolsch. Now, let me... Um, yeah. I was going to play this later, but let me play this now, and then we'll... Uh, and then we'll t- discuss it, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Kolsch. Yes, uh, the Kolsch offering is exactly what you said. It's the, it's the introduction beer to craft brewing um, that we will offer. So that will be the easiest transition over from your, you know, for lack of better terms, your Bud Light drinkers, uh, your traditional American lagers. Um, that was very important to us because of our community. Uh, this is a very blue-collar neighborhood. Um, although we feel there's a huge market for craft beer in our area and surrounding areas, um, we do feel it is very necessary to have something that anyone can relate to. Now, the first thing that I was going to ask you, based on that question, is: Do you find that to be? Do you find that to be true here, or is that changed? Or um, actually, the uh, the last three months, the Kolsch has been our top selling beer. Okay, easily. Um, for about the first six months, it was almost exclusively the stout every single month. Um, but the Coles, the last three months, we, we've been doing a lot of uh, brew buses lately. Um, a, lot of, a lot of brew buses, a good mixture, you know, about 50-50 of people that are really into craft beer and people that are just kind of along with their friends, you know, getting introduced to craft beer for the first time. Um, so, yeah, by far the last three months, the Coles has been our number one seller. Uh, I kind of figured it would be from the outset, especially since we opened in the middle of July. It's a nice, clean, light, refreshing beer, good for summer months. Um, but, yeah, it, it took a few months to, for it to really catch on. But, yeah, that's, that's our number one seller right now. And that, is, that it is, no? It's fantastic. I, b- before we, like, really start digging into these flights, I think we need to hold up for Periscope the flight glasses so that they can see um, the beakers. That's the, that's that's the coolest part of it. I mean, we, and we can get all into that later. I've got a, a little cut. Uh, well, anyway, we can get all into that later about the whole scientific thing and your your background as a computer scientist and as a mathematician and so forth. But um, yeah, I mean, that's just the coolest thing to me, and that's one of the cool things about the tavern. Got kind of a science lab sort of a vibe to it. You've got the uh, black. You know, kind of hard top table for the bar. It looks like an old science science teacher's desk or whatever, and 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 the beakers and things like that. So, I, I, I like that. I mean, it's really cool. As for the Kolsch, though, I think that you know you see a lot of breweries that'll make a Kolsch as almost their version of oh, we have to do a lager, we have to do something light. And what I appreciate about this Kolsch over other ones is that it's still a Kolsch. It still has that real full kind of flavor to it, the, the fruity esters from the ale yeast, whereas it's not. It's not a, an ale disguising itself as a lager. It's it's a Kolsch. And it's, it, you know, I'm sorry to everybody else, but this is one of the best Kolsch's in Cincinnati. I, I, I think it's one of the better ones that I've had. It has a it has a cleanliness to me that I think a lot of other a, a lot of the other Kolsch's that I've had in the past doesn't really have. Um, so kudos to you. It's it's a, it's a damn good beer, and I can understand why people people like it. People drink it a lot. Well, thank you. Next is a, a, a Belgian triple, and I guess light only in the sense of the color. Uh, 
But uh, what, what do you what do you, what can you tell? Oh, tell us real quick about the Kolsch ABV, all that kind of uh, uh, you know vital statistic. Yeah, so the Kolsch does come. Uh, I would say a little bit uh, towards the higher side for uh, traditional Kolsch style. It does clock in at 5.6 um, on the ABV. So it's uh, it's our lightest um, as far as alcohol content for our year-round beers. Um, but it's it's low enough that, you know, you can you can have a few and not feel too bad about it at the right, end of the day. Right, right, absolutely. And then we move on to the uh, triple. And, again, um, a real nice multi-character to it that you know is is symbolic or 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 i don't know i'm having a hard time with words today but is is a belgian is a belgian triple it's it's a hallmark of that you still get that 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 character from the east though too that kind of spicy belgian flavor that you um yeah, you're used to with a lot of triples. Yeah, I agree. Tell it's, us about it's a sneaky one too. Yeah, tell us about this one. Eight point nine percent is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, for for eight nine. It's it's an easy drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not not too hot for an eight nine. Um, the the alcohol is really subdued in it very nicely. Um, yeah, it's uh, in this style. I would say more than any of the other ones uh, we brew. Uh, since we don't filter any of our yeast out, this one does, uh, I, I would say about a month or two after it's brewed is about when it's reaching its peak. Um, so this is actually our last keg from the last batch. So right about now, this this beer is, uh, I, I would say, at its peak as far as uh, what, what we serve it at in the tap room. Um, but yeah, traditional Belgian beer that yeast imparts a lot of uh, characteristics into it. The fruity esters yeah, and everything. Fruity nose and, yeah. and, and the gum, the gum, the fruit gum nose and things like that. That's right. classic in that. Do we want to talk about the names of the beers at all? Because I think oh, that's something do. that gets uh, kind because, of glanced over sometimes. Yeah, with let, let's um, do that because I, it just it, we have the styles on our little uh, boards here, but we don't have the names. So uh, go ahead. Uh, I, I we'll, mean, I don't and, and talk about the Kolsch and the Triple, and then we'll get them with the names as we go on. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna let Betty handle this one. I think she she looks like she wants to talk over here. <laughs> Bob, Bob probably. Has she kind of looks terrified. <laughs> With Somebody get her bigger beer. Um, yeah, really. So those are our four core: is the Kolsch, the triple, the stout, and the double IPA. And we are big about our community. We live in this community, so we have a historical society in Mount Healthy, and we met with them to have them help us brainstorm and figure out some beer names that could kind of give a little bit back to Mount Healthy. And so the Kolsch, and Bob actually came up with a lot of these names with them. I, of course, gave my opinion. just sounds like this German kind of... Right. And so with that... You were between two names of two families. Yeah, there were uh, there were two. Well, there were I believe there were seven families that came over um, and settled into this region um, in the early part of Mount Healthy, uh, and they were from the regions of Oberhausen and Wool in Germany. Um, so we we definitely needed a German name for our. Kolsch, uh, and well, I just like the way Oberhausen rang, um, a little bit mm-hmm. more friendly to the to the ear than uh, the wool. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we went with the Oberhausen because of that. That that was actually the hardest one um, of the four that you know to to find some German characteristic that you know we wanted to right. have a line Absolutely. with the Oberhausen. And then the Belgian. So that is after a famous 
um, man who play, is it he, the, he is, might be better. Is it the dummy? <laughs> is, is, it's, it's a dummy, right? Yeah. The, the dummy, the dummy Hoy. Uh, dummy Hoy, uh, in yeah. honor of the dummy Hoy, the only, I guess, really successful deaf mute player that ever played baseball in the major leagues, right? Yeah, yeah. Played for the Reds, right? Yeah, absolutely. See, that's right. Well, that's right down my alley. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah played he doesn't in, even have notes in front of him. I'm impressed. Played in the uh, late 1800s. Yes, he was uh, deaf mute um, at the time. The the word dumb did not have the derogatory right, right. meaning that it does today. Um, Wait, it's and, got a derogatory meaning? Yeah, some oh, people think so. Talking to wife now. But yeah, so you know, his that nickname was Dummy, that. and uh, he he actually got offended when people did not refer to him as Dummy. So uh, not only did he, you know. Not only was he accepting of it, he, he felt that. And was he a was term a Mount Healthy resident. Mount yeah, Healthy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So after he retired, he uh, he actually set up shop uh, pretty much right where Reagan runs through and splits uh, North College Hill and Mount Healthy now. So he had a dairy farm um, right there, right to the west side of uh, Hamilton Avenue, I believe, um, where Reagan runs through. Cool beans. Now we'll move on to tasting uh, the two IPA offerings you have, and really, I'm excited about to try this. This honey IPA, and, and what do you guys call this one? And tell us a little bit about the a little bit about the Probably vital statistics. Easier name I guess. to explain. <laughs> well, and that one is a collaboration with Marty's Hops and Vines, which is a wine and beer bottle shop, as well as you can drink on site. They also have food. Um, it was for their sixth anniversary, and we absolutely love them. Um, when they first opened in College Hill, it was the closest place for us that had craft beer and wine. Um, and just, you know, these awesome small business owners that they were committed to doing it in their own community. And it really inspired us in putting our brewery in our own community, kind of from their story. And so they asked Bob to do this collaboration for their sixth year anniversary, which is why it has six different hops and then the honey and so the hop that's a little more original in that um is the pacific jade and i guess you don't see that right, as much right. um, yeah it's a, it's a new, new zealand, zealand hop yeah, yeah. um yeah I, I see it around from time to time but yeah it's not as prevalent as you know your your citras and columbus and cascade and everything else that seems to be dominating the the hop market at this point it's got that um Again, sprucey, more piney, I think, character, which a lot, of, which isn't that fairly I get, characteristic. I get a of lot the, of, of berry flavors of, too of the, from of, it, which... of the below, you know, under below the equator hops, the uh, from the South Seas, right. like that. Yeah, and the the other aroma hop we use is uh, actually Holly Tower, so uh, you get some floral uh, aroma and flavor in there from from that too. Um, but the the honey helps balance it out quite a bit. I think it, it's not as intense as most of your. IPAs are going to be as far as bitterness. Uh, we actually moved a lot of four of the hops, or you know, used exclusively for flavoring and aroma. Um, so that comes through a lot more than the the bittering. And my off base of picking up kind of a kind of a pepperiness on 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 the back end of it. So yeah, yeah, like a black peppery yep, sort yep, of. Yeah, okay, yeah. There is a slight little uh, pepper finish to it. Yep. I like that. That's fan- that's fantastic. That's and really that's good. called Marty's Hamilton Avenue IPA. So they chose that name after after um, Marty's Hops and Vines. We brew it for them, and then we also offer it here. Um, but that you know we wouldn't be distributing that to other places. Now, now <coughs> I'm sorry. Is that going to be an ongoing thing with them, or just a you know on a on a? Yeah, we're definitely going to do some uh, 
some ongoing stuff with them. Uh, this is actually the last batch of the Marty's IPA that we're going to brew for a little while. Um, we're in the process of getting our uh, next two seasonals out. Um, so it is going to take a back burner, but uh, we'll, we'll probably bring it back at some point this summer. Okay, I'll tell you what. What we're going to do is we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back uh, to continue our uh, tiptoe through the beer fridge at uh, Fibonacci Brewing with Bob and Betty Ballas. We'll, ch- we'll check the other three beers uh, that they have on offer here uh, in just a moment. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, 8 Ball, Braxton, and more. At just 5 bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across southwest Ohio and northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Kamel Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. Mike Snurros and the Gnarly Gnome back here with you at Fibonacci Brewing in Mount Healthy. And before we move on a little bit, we just want to congratulate uh, Lisa Graham from Brewhouse Dog Bones. We played our uh, PSA for her. She is the winner of the $1,500 trophy grant from Braxton Brewing, their inaugural trophy grant. So we want to uh, congratulate them. They're going to use that money uh, to rent at one of the experimental kitchens down at uh, Findlay Market uh, a couple of couple of weekends what is it? Every other weekend uh, on Saturdays and Sundays to bake that, the that uh, yeah something right. like that to uh, bake and make Ish. the uh, brew house <laughs> to make and bake the brew house dog bones. And so again, if you have any uh, interest in the program, either from the craft brewer side, which they use the spent grains for uh, for the for, as part of the product, uh, or if you have a developmentally disabled. Uh, loved one in your life uh definitely get a hold of lisa graham through uh, brewhousedogbones.com and it's a great program so and we've supported them from the beginning so uh glad to glad to be with you here on a beautiful beautiful i would be remiss if i did uh. not say what an incredibly beautiful early spring day that bob and betty have so graciously provided for us <laughs> we're, we're not today. actually broadcasting <laughs> we just use this as <laughs> an excuse yeah, to sit here on cincy brewcast um and uh, we've been we were going through the beers let me do it again from the beer fridge. And the next is one of your core offerings, the uh, double IPA. Yeah, the double IPA is, um, it's it's probably my favorite beer of our four core beers. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a hop head, uh, so 
so yeah, we were always going to have a double IPA on tap. Um, but yeah, it, it clocks in also at 8.9%. Uh, this is the beer that we've probably uh, switched up more than any other um, since our initial offering. Uh, first time I brewed it, accidentally uh, under-hopped it a little bit. Um, so it, it, it came out uh, at uh, about 81 IBUs, and I, I was shooting for uh, a little higher than that. Um, so, so God, we did, God uh, forbid, 80. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but, yeah, we, we have altered this one uh, a little bit over time. But, uh, yeah, we, we settled on where we're at with it right now for about the last three or four batches. And what is the what is the IBU on this then, a little bit higher? It's it's up to – it's at 89 right now okay. is uh, what we settled on. Yeah. Again, um, I think a really – Malty too. I mean, is 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 am I off base with that? Or I mean, I think it's malty, no, it is. malty for 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 an IP, for a double IPA. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's very very malty for a double IPA. Um, we we actually uh, we stopped the uh, the final gravity on this a little bit before I would say most breweries would. Uh, we pulled off uh, right when it gets under one hundred two oh, so about one hundred one seven to one hundred one eight. Uh, which leaves a lot more of the uh, sweetness in it to uh, help balance it out. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't taste like a big kind of double. You, you, when you say double IPA, you're used to all these big dry kind of mm-hmm. yeah, bitter right, right. beast of an IPAs that right. around. And I, to me, this. I'm. I, I don't want to say I'm not a hophead because I love hops, but you know, I. Some of these big double IPAs that are out there now, I just you know it's. A little too one-sided for me, and I, whereas this to me is still balanced and has that maltiness and still has some of the sweetness to balance it out. And yeah, if I were brewing this uh, specifically for me, it, it would be a lot hoppier. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, what are you going to do that? You know, we you're got. welcome to do that whenever right, you. Right, right, right. I mean, that's going to be that would be a one-off for you. Though, sure, sure. It? I think yeah. he has to run all recipes through Betty first. Yeah, she she gets final say. Honestly, <laughs> I find out about him sometimes from our staff, and they'll tell me what's up next, and I'm like. I'm supposed to still make a name for this and market this. I might need to know, Bob. Well, well, here's one that was definitely run through Betty, and that's the stout. Please, oh, and tell us, uh, it's it's the uh, is it the Earth Daisy? Yes, the IPA? Earth Daisy is the yes. uh, double IPA. See, I remember a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. And then the the stout is the Toll House. Toll House. Yeah, so the Earth Daisy, you could probably tell the name for that better than me. Um, yeah, so a uh, lady by the name of uh, Daisy Jones, who used to be a fairly big uh, writer in the Cincinnati region back in the day. She uh, was also involved with uh, um, some local garden clubs, and uh, one of them happened to be the Mount Healthy Garden Club. Um, so originally, uh, I was going to name the... Uh, what was I going to name the... Down article? to Earth. Down to Earth, yes. So her column she wrote was called Down to Earth. Um, and I was like, oh, perfect. That's great. That's exactly what I want. Um, unfortunately, uh, Brewery 21st Amendment, I believe, uh, has an IPA called Down to Earth. So, uh, so that kind of got thrown out. And we just uh, we combined um, the two together, um, Earth and Daisy from her name, her column and her name, to come up with Earth, Earth Daisy. Excellent. Excellent. That's very cool. And then, like I said, the one that was run through the boss, Betty, the uh, Toll House Stout, and uh, was my of course when he when we did the interview we talked about that there was definitely going to be a Russian Imperial Stout on it was your favorite style we talked about how it's one of my favorite styles one of the one of the go tos that I drink constantly and uh, this one 
is I think it's as good as yeah. anyone in the city. And we've we've talked about that before on the show too. Our favorite widely available stout in the city, and I know that you've thrown other breweries out there as your favorite widely available stouts in the city. This is hands down my favorite stout in the city. Even even not even most widely available. I'll throw all the other stuff out there too. This is this is phenomenal. Yeah, I. It, and I love for it. For sure. It's, on, it's definitely on the short list. That's for he sure. He didn't have the time to do what I wanted, so that's still on deck. What is it that you wanted? Which will be the Imperial Russian yeah. Yeah, well, versus this being the oh, American, is, yeah. which I love. Right. I think this is a phenomenal stout. Um, and it's at 7.9 ABV, yeah. so it's also pretty high. But yeah, this uh, so, so when they got down to it, yeah... Um, Time crunch wise, uh, you know, trying to work on opening the place and, you know, being able to brew something that was going to be ready in time. Um, yeah, the Russian Imperial just wasn't going to make it. Uh, so I ended up designing a different recipe. Um, this we base, we call it an American stout. Um, it's, it's pretty heavy on the uh, coffee, chocolate, aroma, and flavor, um, which is uh, something that I think appeals to a lot of people. Uh, and. Uh, it's also something that we can play around with a lot. So it, it's a good enough base recipe. It's got enough going on that it stands pretty well by itself, but it's also allowed us to do, do some uh, variations of it over the last couple of months, too. Which, if you didn't get a chance to try that Toll House Rubia that they had on um, this winter, the, the coffee version of this, oh my God, it was good. It's got plenty of coffee, like you said, plenty of coffee and chocolate. Anyway, I mean, I yeah. think any, I mean, the uninitiated might say there's co- there is coffee in this already. Yeah, when when we had the coffee stout on, we would have people be like, "Oh, I don't want the coffee stout. Just give me the regular." And then they would taste it, and they're like, <laughs> "You gave me the wrong one. This is the coffee stout." And then, you know, we'd have to let them try the coffee stout so that they could see, "No, this is this is our base recipe." Right. Um, That's why you went it through it so fast. Crap. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, um, the the base recipe itself has no coffee in it. It's just you know all from the the malts that we use. Uh, same thing with the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we do a we do a cold pressed coffee version, uh, the Toll House Rubia, as the no mention here, and uh, that's actually uh, coffee that we get up the street from um, Deeper Roots. They actually roast the coffee right here in Mount Healthy, about two blocks away, and we get there. Their beans in, we grind them, do a coarse they, grind, and actually do a cold press. They, to they, they, that must be a uh, that must be a substantial part of their business, providing coffee to Cincinnati brew, craft brewers, for, <laughs> because yeah. their coffee is in everybody's stuff. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, there's theirs is in the uh, the coffee brown at Mount Carmel, I believe, and, uh, and, and, and Mad Tree uses them. Urban Artifact uses them. Yeah, absolutely. So we get uh, to claim them two blocks from our. There you go. Yes. Absolutely. It's hyper local. And then you <laughs> talked about the Toll House being something that you can play with and you already talked about the the coffee aspect uh that you did earlier but now we have this 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 and the last one we'll try this other variant here uh and it just says on my little <laughs> board here it says hot <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the hot stout as it were yeah so uh this this uh variant is called the toll house toll house caps um, For whom the toll house tolls? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the caps is uh, an honor to uh, Capsaicin, uh, which is the spiciness. We honor you, Capsaicin. Right, the spiciness and chili <laughs> powers. <laughs> it's just it's an honor face. of Capsaicin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, dog. <laughs> and, and yo, man. And, and now we sacrifice it. Right. So this is um, this is actually the the chili pepper that we use in this is called Carolina Reaper pepper. Yeah. Um, as of about two years ago, it is now recognized officially as the hottest chili pepper in the world. Um, so we we had these uh, guys stop in last fall, and they were growing these plants. I'd never even heard of them. You know, Carolina Reaper. I just never heard of it so they're like do you like spicy stuff and of course i do so they brought me in some brownies that they had made with this with this carolina reaper <laughs> never brownies. take brownies from strangers <laughs> yeah, ever true, man. <laughs> you know, and you after know, he got up off the floor 45 minutes <laughs> right, later right 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 but it, it had this great you know chocolatey you know yumminess to it and but it had that kick on the back end you know that that spicy throat burn going on and I just fell in love with it, and I'm like, this will be absolutely perfect for the stout. So that's what it is. And they've well, been back me, in. Let me tell you <laughs> it might be a little intense for Mike over there. Uh, it's, it, I'm, I'm so torn on it because I, I don't like pepper beers, but there is so much about this I like, except that it ruins whatever I drink next. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's it's to me it's the it's the right amount of heat. It's still it's still a pepper beer. It's still hot. It still gives that in the back of the throat, but you still get some of the other flavor from the pepper, which a lot of places kind of um, I would, for, forget uh, about. I'll, almost. I'll, I'll say I'll say this about it. Uh, it doesn't linger. You know, I mean, I mean, if you if you eat pepper, if you eat jalapenos or a, or a reaper or whatever. Sometimes it just stays and it stays and it stays yeah. and, you're, and you're ruined. But this this doesn't do that. It, well, it, 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 you have kind a, of have a, a full pint. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, the, the good thing is we, we actually made this a little more intense than we thought a lot of people would enjoy. Um, just because there are a lot of pepperheads out there who just you know can't get enough. You know right. the the pepper beers they try, they're like, ah, oh, this is good, but it doesn't have enough. Um, so since we, you know, this is the same base beer as our regular Toll House, uh, we made it a little more intense than we thought most people would enjoy. And then we can just do blends for the people that want it scaled back a little. And, and you know, the, um, um, the, 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 to me, the quality, the qualities of the original beer still come through in this. It's, it's, it does have, you can still tell it's the Toll House. Yep. It's just got this pepper Oh, Keep yeah. right in the teeth, man. <laughs> oh, Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right in the, and it's know, all on so. the back end, too. A lot of people who yeah, drink it the, is. the Toll House regularly, mm-hmm. you know, they'll try it for the first time, and they'll be like, oh, oh, there it is. You know, <laughs> like about three or four seconds after taking that initial sip. So. What I think is so neat, and, and Mike is doing The coolest thing my is thing that right with now the is beaker, blending. you can, like, sell, I want to put 20 milliliters of the stout, <laughs> and, and then I put 20 milliliters of the other. So this is about half and half in this glass right here. <laughs> what I think is so neat about it is when I first when I first get my little sample and stick my nose in there and I can I can find the pepper and the aroma a little bit. After I drink it and and drink, you know, a third of the sample and then I go back and I smell it, then you can start to really smell the peppers in there and it like it, it prepares you for it and But yeah, fifty fifty is is my go to mix for well, the I'll I'll tell you what. The caps. My mouth is kinda of hot right now. Yep. Uh, but I mixed it, so I, so I'd like to calm it down and maybe in another fifteen twenty minutes, go back to what I mixed and see mm-hmm. how that see that see how that. But if you like hot pepper stuff, man, right? 
that that's boy this is definitely one for you to to, oh, yeah. to give a shot and uh you know <laughs> there's a lot of brewers out there that wouldn't do anything like this there's a lot of brewers out there that and it's something that we talked about when we had our first interview is that you can do things my lips that, are burning yeah you can do things that other brewers might not do we we and, and i i well let me play this in fact, uh, I think one of our first seasonals uh, will have something to do specifically with nature here in, in the Mount Healthy area, which is we get a lot of mulberries in the spring. Um, so we would like to do a spring fresh mulberry beer. Now, uh, you know, obviously that's, that's, that hasn't happened yet. And I wasn't going to pin you down and say, why don't you have mulberry beer? Or why is this? A, or is it still? I, I do want to ask you if it's something that, that, you, that you're still considering. But the main reason I wanted to bring that one out is just to point out what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. That you guys being a smaller brewery, and it's something that maybe I should have, it was farther, a little bit farther down in that cut. I probably should have extended that cut a little bit. Is that you guys can do kind of what you want you know you can work with something like uh carolina uh, you know carolina reapers you can work with something like mulberries you can work with pawpaws or kumquats or different things like that and and whereas a bigger a bigger outfit might not either want to take that risk or might not have time you know might not have time because they're too busy brewing other stuff yeah yeah absolutely um yeah, you know, there's there's benefits and uh, negatives to having a one-barrel brew system. Uh, negative is you just can't produce enough <laughs> quickly enough uh, usually. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, right, but right. yeah, the benefit is uh, yeah, you're not you're not doing these ginormous batches, you know, where you have to be able to move, you know, twenty barrels or something. Um, if it's going to be one of those niche market um, beers that you know we like to brew from time to time to. You know, yes, it's a very small segment of people that are really, really going to enjoy this. But the ones that uh, do enjoy it, really, really enjoy it. So, and speaking of speaking of mulberry, since you played the clip, I've heard a rumor, and I can't can't tell you where I heard it from, but you might be getting a mulberry beer very soon. Yeah, from Just, us? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from the Cincinnati Beer from, Team? From somewhere? Some, so maybe from some somewhere kind of one of a collaboration beers for Beer Week? I don't oh, know. Oh, sort of out I, there. Yeah. So may you may be something. able to put a packaged beer in your fridge of a mulberry <laughs> hey, lager. I don't know. <laughs> hey, listen. All right. We'll, we'll take another short break. And when we come back, I've got a couple of more clips of my original interview with Bob. And uh, ask him about uh, you know how things are going uh, in relation to those clips. We'll also talk about Cincy Beer Week coming up and the collaboration beers. Bob and Betty and Fibonacci is part of that process, and we'll definitely prod them for details. And then, from what I understand, I was not a personal witness. We were at the event, but I was not a personal witness of the amazing acumen (laughs) that Bob that Bob has with conies. We'll be right back after this on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi fans, I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. 
Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pasteur's Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pasture.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturescreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pasteur's Screen Print. Hi, this is Danny Gold from Quaffillers in Greater Cincinnati. Hi, this is Brandon Hughes from Nine Giant Brewing in Pea Ridge. Hey, hi, this is Peanut from Eight Ball Brewing in Bellevue slash Newport. I'm Eric Bauman from Christian Moreland Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi, this is Mitchell Doherty from Eight Ball Brewing in Northern Kentucky, Newport slash Bellevue. Hey, this is Mike Alvarado from Nine Giant Brewing in Pleasant Ridge. Hi, this is Mike Dewey from Mount Carmel Brewing Company in Mount Carmel, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. No, it's all right. It's a logical question. No! That's out of the question! Pretty random question. That's a good question, Harry. Gentlemen, question mark. Gentlemen, question mark. <laughs> okay, may I ask you a question, Doctor? And, and I don't mean to be insensitive. Can I raise a practical question at this point? Yeah. No question. There has been a breakdown in military discipline aboard this vessel. I blame fish people. That's a good question. I guess I, was, I wasn't really prepared for a follow-up question. Asked and answered. And back here on Cincy Brewcast, uh, first of all, let me, uh, before we continue, I want to say that uh, Tina Cisneros is, unfortunately, could not be with us today. Uh, she is attending a friend's wedding and doing all that stuff that Terrible has excuse. to do with, with attending weddings and so forth and so on. So uh, we will definitely have Tina back uh, next week, I think. Uh, uh, but, uh, but unfortunately, Tina could not be here today. I would skip my own says, wedding to good be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me. I'm sorry, me. honey. That was a joke. <laughs> But I played the uh, question liner and the ask and answered uh, because I have we have some questions and they are they they relate with I played a couple of them already and and they relate to some of the some clips that I pulled out uh, from my original interview with Bob back uh, in May of 2015 and just so real quick quick I'll play this one and then we'll uh, talk about it. yeah so. Um, we're, in, we're in a little bit different position than uh, some of the larger brewers in the area in that we don't necessarily, um, we're not planning on distributing. So as far as name recognition, shelf space and stores, stuff like that, it's not something that's part, part of our business plan. Um, so what we're going to concentrate on is first brewing beers that interest us. Um, we, we will have a selection our core base of product that's going to be, I guess, well-known. It'll be common beer styles, uh, but we will experiment a lot, and we will brew things that are a little bit, you know, off the beaten path. Uh, is, that, is all that still true? Is that is that pretty much how things are going? And, and, and that being said, you have the collaboration going on with Marty's Hops and Vines that you, we discussed earlier uh, with a delicious uh, honey IPA, so... Uh, the Marty's Honey IPA. So, I mean, that's not really distribution, though. That's more like a collaboration. Sure, sure. And, and we're uh, starting small with that. I mean, we have been in a couple places. So the Lucky Turtle is a new craft right, beer and right. bourbon bar in Finneytown. Um, they had one of our kegs recently. We're doing some of the beer events, so Stark Beer Festival at Listerman's that was last night and today. We provided some kegs to them. So 
we're, we will do things like that this year and more of that this year, but the goal is still not bottling or canning and being on the shelf. Uh, one of the things you're not going to install a crowler station. <laughs> <laughs> not this year. One of the things too you mentioned uh, as part of the interview that that just popped into my head was was a was a barrel aging program, and I don't know if how where do you stand on that? And you know that's something too that a lot of I think anyway it seems like a lot of the craft brewers when they do a, a kind of a barrel aging program that tends to begin their foray into packaging with a like a 22 ounce bomber and a beer release and you know something that's a limited edition type thing is there any thought on that yeah so the the barrel aging's definitely uh you know waiting on me actually doing this full time um yeah we we just do not have the time uh at this point to be able to do that but yes absolutely whenever we do uh start doing some barrel aged beers um we'll probably probably have a very limited uh bottle release um you know and by limited i mean limited maybe 200 <laughs> bottles few cases like, right exactly um so yeah we'll, we'll probably try to split it about 50 50 as far as you know having it on tap here in the tap room and actually having some uh some some bombers some 22 but that's still bombers. that's still quite down the road I yeah think. yeah yeah until i start take doing my money where do time, i sign up i know right um is there i mean is there any any time this frame? might this might yeah this might even be a personal question if you don't want to answer it or it's not something that, you know what is there any time frame on that or uh, of you doing this full time <laughs> is there is there a benchmark you're trying to reach can we call or? your boss on the air yeah i know right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Shoot, so, I could have should have brought my phone, <laughs> phone equipment. We could have given it the company I work for full time. Uh, I'm a software engineer. The company I work for, uh, I've been very open with them throughout. Uh, they've been great as far as uh, you know, working with me and my schedule, giving me time to you know actually set aside to be able to brew and things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm in I'm in constant communication with them as far as you know where I'm at when it's looking like I'm going to be finishing up there. Um, but yeah, it'll be. We'll just say I'm pushing him really hard to make it soon. <laughs> oh, you're pu- you're pushing. Yes, I mean he to get to where we want to be next with the brewery, we need his time and for him to be able to be here more. And so we have been talking a lot about it even the last couple of weeks. So we even have formal meetings as a husband wife. We have an agenda. <laughs> we just had a formal meeting. Um, I Maybe think we ought to try that. Sunday. I refuse to have He's now on probation. <laughs> so we're so, ready. That, that reminds me, you guys ever see that commercial of the kid sitting there with his mom and dad? And he says, well, now that this is a business, I'd like to start some, state some rules. And the first rule is that we don't want any fraternization between male and female employees. <laughs> so you two are going to have to get a divorce. Right. <laughs> His like his like mom and dad had been married for thirty years or something like that. That's right. funny. That's that's cool. That's it. and that's the kind of look. Thank you for sharing something like that. That's well, the kind of stuff that we're I, happy to hear. I just have this image yeah. in my head of Bob coming home. He's, he's exhausted. <laughs> you know, he's got he's got grain dust all over him. And he sits down on the couch and he goes to turn on the TV. And Betty comes over. No, 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 no. We have a PowerPoint. I need you to just concentrate <laughs> for two minutes. He also can't sit on the couch covered in grain. <laughs> That's, mark that. Where is that at? <laughs> 44 minutes. Good. We'll mark that one. 
Uh, here's the next one. Uh, we played the Mulberry. We played the Kolsch. Let me try this one. I think we're nowhere cl- close to market saturation at this point. Um, and it, it's it's a little different for me and my position because we are our business plan is focused around our tap room. That is what we're doing. So in, in that respect, we're no different than any other bar as far as, you know, being a one establishment that serves their customers. Um, will we get to the point where it's oversaturated? Uh, I don't know, but I, I think as long as you're making a good product, um, creating an entertainment environment for people to consume your product, I, I think you're going to be okay. Do you think that's still generally true in the, in the market? I mean, there are just, we, uh, you know, I can count on, well, it's one hand's worth of, of breweries that are going to be opening here in the next two to in well, fact, weeks, as a matter of fact, but it's still it's, it's still you still have to to note though that this is still the newest brewery in Cincinnati. You right. know, we are sitting in the newest tap room exactly in in the last year. Right, right. Yeah, and I talk about that a lot too because you know there were other people slated to go last year that didn't happen. People who were slated to go earlier this year, which they're dealing with all kinds of things a lot of times that. You know, not saying that it wasn't a big project for us, what we did, but some of these other projects are just huge compared to what we did. And there's many variables on why they've had to push things back. But, yeah, I still think about it a lot recently where I'm thinking, okay, our one year will be in July and we're still the newest brewery. So I also think there's this conception that they're opening every weekend and that's not really the case either. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, market saturation, um, yeah, I think we're nowhere near near that at this point. Um, you can look at some of the bigger craft beer markets across the U.S. You know, your Portland, your Asheville, your Denver, uh, places like that. That I mean, as far as our local area, we're we're nowhere close to that to any of those areas as far as you know, brewery per capita, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I think I think the trend you're going to see over the next, you know, five, ten years in the craft beer industry is going to be somewhere probably more like between what we're doing and, you know, your larger craft breweries. Um, so for our area, you know, your Mad Tree Ryan guys, you're going to you're going to see something in the middle and it's probably going to tend to be on the smaller side. Like a nine giant kind yeah, of size. Exactly. Where... Yep, yep. So nine giant who's uh, looking to open up here, Brink that uh, just announced right. down in uh, College Hill. You're, you're going to see more of those, I think, seven to ten barrel brew houses uh, opening up over the next few years. With limited distribution, limited package, so forth. It, right. Know. Concentrating more on the taproom model. Um, in, in Hopefully the they'll serve flights, though. I'm looking at you, <laughs> Nine Giant. Oh, I did not hear that. No, no, no. no. I, I don't think. I, I don't. I'm not going to let that go. I don't know. I don't think so. I He's uh, well, he did say he did say what uh, uh, like a six ounce? No, they're going to have a six ounce or seven ounce yeah. sort of uh, like a half sort pint. of a tester, like a half pint or something that they're going to do that, sure. that you that you yeah. But that was go back to cincybrewcast dot com and, and, and look up the nine giant the, the, the first nine giant show <laughs> and uh, and you'll find out all about that. Uh, one more here, and uh, this is a. You know, this is this is a question I used to ask everybody. I don't necessarily ask ask it that much anymore. But uh, here's this from uh, from Bob Ballas back in our uh, interview back in uh, May of 2015. What you know? What is a, what is a measure of success uh, for you for uh, for the brewery? 
Uh, I don't think I've been asked this one before. Um, a measure of success. Uh, you know, first and foremost, we want to we want to build something here that our community is proud of. Um, you know, it's it's not the richest neighborhood in the Cincinnati area. It's not the most well known. We want to build something that other businesses want to come to this area and be a part of. Uh, so I would say success for me, first and foremost, would be building something that would draw in other businesses. Uh, we got a nice crowd here today. Uh, there's, you know, the seven, eight, ten people outside here. Uh, there's 700 people. You're there's 5,000 people. people no. But you got a good crowd. Is that happening for you? Do you feel like it? Do you guys have a feeling that it's a that it's something that's that's taking place, maybe little by little? Or, I mean, I was just having this discussion with somebody last night who was saying, you know, he lives in a neighboring town, and he said, he, like, that connects to Mount Healthy, and he said, you know, I was ready to leave my neighborhood, and then you guys opened, and I've met all these other people that I wouldn't have met previously. It's really served, I think, as this community space. And we get people from all over town and out of town in different states and things like that, too. But we get the people who say, I've never even been to Mount Healthy because I didn't know there was something there. Or, you know, so <laughs> right, it's bringing right, no, traffic. Right. I hope it's helping there other wasn't. businesses. <laughs> we, you know, we'll do food delivery from some of the local businesses. We, um, ask people to get catering from them if we do private events and things like that. So, But I think the perspective from the people coming in that live local has been great. They're, they're so excited to have us. They've been so supportive to us, and we feel the same way about them. Cool. I mean, that's, and that's, you know, no, I mean, it's, it's just something we hear echoed throughout the, the, throughout the, community, the community. side is what I, what I love about especially smaller breweries where you see how they can change something you you know it's one thing when you've got a big massive brewery that comes into a big massive entertainment district already but you see these small places opening up in a neighborhood or a town or um you know wh- whatever it may be and they, they they change that place and that's i don't think there's a lot of businesses that can do that the way a brewery does and so that's and and as we've been sitting here, people have been drifting in, drifting out, and and Hi, obviously no, obviously no. Bob Bob waves at a lot of the people, if several of the people that have that have been by. So that's got to be really good. And you you meet people and you make friends, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, that that was one of the big reasons we wanted to open up. You know, something small is to be able to interact with our customers. You know, be able to know the people that are actually consuming our product. Um, to be able to put a face to someone that, you know shares our product with us and so yeah it's it's definitely the most fulfilling part of this job is being able to sit down with one of our customers and enjoy something that i've created with them absolutely Uh, we met a friend of ours last night in our we had a uh, nancy and i kind of went around town and we met a friend of ours and uh, he was very complimentary of you uh he was able to stop in here was one of the you know was it was, it was a early afternoon something like that and uh was able to said he was able to sit and talk to you for quite some time uh, about the beer and about your your process and your product and so forth and uh, he said he really enjoyed that and and you know that again and we've all talked about this that's one of the great things about the craft beer movement is generally 
some of the some of the larger places now are starting to lose that. But generally, you can walk in and sit across the bar from the person who made your beer, and then talk about what you know how yeah, how he made it, what his burning idea. your lips, and you can tell them yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and just talk about it. So, and he was very complimentary. They had a great time in here uh, when he came, and 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 that he enjoyed his conversation with you. So that and that's 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 really cool, and that's got to be gratifying too. I, I assume. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of people think, you know, oh, you own a brewery, you brew all day long, you must sit around and drink beer. Um, <laughs> there, there's not a lot of uh, a lot of glory in brewing beer. It's a very, uh, you know, it's a very labor-intensive process. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a lot of long hours. Um, yeah, so the, the biggest, you know, benefit of that is the end product and getting to share that with us. And, and, and we, we, in fact, that came up in our conversation a couple of weeks ago with, uh, with Bobby Slattery and, uh, and Blake Horsberg from 50 West is that, you, you know, when you start employing guys, too, mm-hmm. you have to have guys that have that same mindset, that right. love to make beer as much as you do and don't care about the long hours and don't care about the shitty conditions and don't care about the, you know, not, I don't want to say don't care, but don't care about the long hours or the shitty conditions or the or the odd hours or, or coming home with grain dust all over them or whatever uh you know you got to find guys that are of that of that of that same mindset you know that that love it as much as you do so uh and i think you know i, I so fortunately i think we've been lucky in cincinnati there's plenty of guys that want to do it yeah. and, and i've got a kind of a question that might be shifting topics a little bit but you guys are, are as nano as nano gets in cincinnati and like if is there any regret to that? Is there, if you could change things now, looking back after almost a year, is is this exactly the way you would do it again? Or, um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, people ask me, you know, when are you going to expand? When are you going to get larger? You know, how big are you going to get? Um, we may get a two barrel brew system <laughs> at some point. Um, but not even I, I don't even see that happening this year. Um, Maybe so more fermenters. More fermenters, yeah, yeah. And again, that's so, got that's got to do with uh, again the amount of time you personally can commit to it. True, too, right? True. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I I love the scale we're on. I I think it's absolutely perfect uh, for what we're trying to do. Um, but yeah, you know, two barrel system to match our two barrel fermenters would. Allow me to fill up two in a day instead of just one. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, we're going to take a short, another short break, and then when we when we come back, we'll talk a little Cincy, Cincinnati Beer Week, and we'll also talk a little bit about the Cincinnati Beer Week competition uh, here on <laughs> Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hey, it's Mike, and I just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow Cincy Brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Vine at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, don't forget to download your choice of podcast app and follow us on your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, we are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android. Follow us at Cincy Brewcast. And be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. Plus, be on the lookout for show video and the new Cincy Brewcast YouTube channel. 
You can also leave us a Google Voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send an email to cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the Contact Us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with Cincy Brewcast. Mike Cisneros and the Lonnie Known back here at Fibonacci Brewing in uh, Mount Healthy with uh, Bob and Betty Ballas, uh, the owners, co-founders, brewmasters, janitors, social media directors, janitors, keg washers, marketing directors, designers, of, uh, Fibonacci Brewing Company. And uh, guys, again, congratulations. Uh, let's talk Cincy Beer Week a little bit. Uh, you were a big part of the uh, Cincy Beer Week uh, draft that uh, we covered down at uh, Rheingeist Brewing about a month a month ago now it's been longer than that hell it's the very I'm starting end to... of <laughs> yeah the, the very end, end of February of is February, that February right? yes February 29th that's exactly right uh, and uh, you were in a, you were in a team with who yeah we're uh, we're teamed up with uh, Mount Carmel is the host brewery oh, okay, yeah, that'll cool. be brewing our our collaboration beer. Uh, we also have Cellar Dweller and 50 West. Um, uh, can, is there anything you guys can divulge uh, that you can divulge about the um, about the? Uh, hmm. uh, our first test batch will be ready on Monday. Uh, ah, we're going to be testing good, out on good. Monday, so uh, pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, you know, for anyone that wasn't involved in the, uh, I guess the. Uh, the team competition, uh, we ended up drafting uh, our style as an IPA. Uh, our malt is a caramel, crystal, crystal malt. malt. And then uh, our hops are Pacific Northwest. And our local ingredient is supposed to be fruit. Uh, but there aren't a lot of fruits available at this time of year. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so they said use whatever fruit you want. Okay. And you, they were first choice right you guys were first choice on all of that no oh, yeah. oh, absolutely and you were and your team was led by you i did in, okay. <laughs> in the coney eating contest i've and never seen conies go down so quickly in my life <laughs> i think i think the description we got from i can't remember who it was do you remember who it was no. This is I think he said I think Bob swallowed him whole. And <laughs> <laughs> So tell us about. Well, I can tell, tell you that but when I got to the I got there a little early because I like to drink beer. And I got there and and Bob was there cuz Bob likes to drink beer and he was looking over there he's like I just I really want some conies. Like I just I really want some conies right now. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh I was pretty excited when I saw the coney eating was uh one of the challenges so uh yeah i I hopped on that one right away um one i like conies i I usually savor them a little more than i did on that particular outing um but yeah i can uh i can eat food i'm pretty good that's nice that that's that was that was one of that and gamel neji falling off the uh the, the, the the keg cart well, I think to me were two of the highlights of anybody the, uh, who hasn't of the competition, especially if you listen on on iTunes where you can speed it up to one and a half times the speed. If you listen to the commentary that we had from that episode, <laughs> it's freaking phenomenal. 
it sounds like some really intense sporting event. <laughs> well, then we also have Kurt, who works for us, who's kind of the disc golf master, and he, so he. I think he's probably on Periscope feet. right now, if he waves. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and we might have had somebody ask us for his W two to say that he actually worked for us. Yeah, oh, he wasn't. Funny. He wasn't wearing any Fibonacci apparel that <laughs> night, and uh, like we were stacking. Yeah, <laughs> like he looks like he doesn't work for a brewery. Look at the beard. Yeah, really. <laughs> exactly. How, how could you think that guy doesn't work for some brewery? Um, um, uh, we've had, you know, you're you're part of the class of 2015, along with uh, Braxton and Urban Artifact, and um, who's the other one? Uh, cellar dweller, or not cellar. Dogberry no, was Dogberry. Uh, Dogberry was Um One more, right? Taffs. 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 Uh, Taffs. Um, put me on the spot. And, and I know that. <laughs> I know that. Uh, how, how could I forget Taffs? Uh, and uh, and and I know that. Uh, I talked to Brett Coleman Baker uh, down at Urban Artifact one time, uh, and he mentioned. Wanting to do a class of 2015 collaboration. Is that something you guys would be interested in? And uh... Yeah. I mean, we, I think we're very open to collaborating with anyone who wants to. Um, we're already kind of working on something with them. Um, with, although we at the we end heard of the those day, rumors on Cincy Brewcast. At the end of the day, oh, it's okay. going to be their beer and maybe my ingredients um, <laughs> for their anniversary party. But... Um, they've been pretty amazing to us because they are larger, so they, you know, have different experiences and um, just have been a good connection for us being, you know, five miles down the road. So do you guys want to let anything slip about this mysterious collaboration we've, we've, we've heard about? I think they have to say it. I don't, it's their anniversary. <laughs> I think that's what they're saying, too. <laughs> it's their anniversary. Yeah, because when we talked to them, they were, you know, they mentioned they were working with you guys. So we, and we, and that's what we we said. Oh, well, can you say something to us? Well, oh, not really. I don't know. This I'm, I'm what, hearing and something. So we figured we work in the, uh, we work in the, the, you know, the side door with you guys to see if you had anything to say about it. Right. We'll we'll let them uh, we'll let them announce anything uh, dealing with that. You know, we we were just able to supply them with some of the ingredients for the beer. So. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I mean, where does it all go from here, guys? I mean, what is it? What is your, you know, what do you, what do you think? Uh, what, you know, what would you like to do in the next year, couple of years? I think the next plan. So we have, we're saying it's our birthday because then, you know, it, the first it's one's going to be our fib birthday. Second one, fib birthday. When we're talking about Fibonacci numbers. So, um, oh God! Man, why don't you get into that for a minute? I, I think I promised that at some point to somebody to, that that we would kind of talk about how all the weird Fibonacci stuff kind of works together with all of this. Uh, I still have uh, gripes about the mirrors in the bathroom. I do too. I did not hang them. I can't. I we might let. Enough? We might have let someone who's no, no, six no, no. five hang no, them. No, 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 not the height. It's not a Fibonacci. Aren't they like six sided or something? Oh, like it's, hexagons. So yeah, that just, just speaks more. Every to time the I look at it, I start side. counting, and I just I that can't speaks it. more to the science side. But you yeah. can count all the air plants, each of the leaves on those in there, if you want, and let me know <laughs> if they're Fibonacci numbers. I will too. Yeah, unfortunately, they don't make uh, pentagon or octagon mirrors <laughs> as uh, prevalent as the hexagon. So uh, sometimes we're limited to work within uh, what's on the market. <laughs> 
it's just it, it's such a you know it's such a cool thing you know it and and we talked about it in our uh, original interview with Bob I didn't I didn't pull that clip off but I probably should have about how it it becomes kind of a nexus uh, the, the Fibonacci effect and all that stuff becomes kind of a nexus of art and science and, and mathematics and so forth and really heavily relates to brewing because I think brewing is a real nexus of art science mathematics i mean nature nature and 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 it's just a really cool it's a really cool concept and a really cool way for you guys to 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 introduce that sort of concept to the craft beer community well and a hop cone is the perfect example of fibonacci occurring in nature and so that's what you see in our logo you know everybody can say well of shout course, out to hops tommy here. yes with lemon <laughs> grenade um, he was awesome, but um, still is. Not, so that, not that I'm biased, but <laughs> I, each hop has 13 lobes on it, so that's our you know 13 Fibonacci number. There's five different hops. There's you know that's a Fibonacci number, but even the way that it's patterned is very Fibonacci-esque. Like when you look at all the seeds in a sunflower, or so it's just always occurring in nature. Um, and it was a merriment of our two passions. Um, and really started from a birthday beer trip. I took Bob on to Indiana. And then at some point we were in Columbus, Indiana, staying at the Indigo Hotel. And there was a Fibonacci book in our room. And we just started wow, cool. going from there. Well, and, you know, you, you look around the tap room and you look at little details here and there that are, that are Fibonacci things and you know some of them are intended some of them might not even be intended but it's it makes it fun and adds this whole third dimension to a, to a brewery you know well, the sweet the sweet uh, uh, pendant lights over the bar to me are just yeah. fantastic and, and they're supposed to be pine cones is that what you told me and, and that is a, they, that's a, that's a they crock really, shit. but they really they really <laughs> those are I mean, if they're if they're not hop cones you know i don't know anything well i don't know we, we did have one person uh in here recently who was not aware of what hops looked like and he asked if they were artichokes uh, but other than that yes everyone that uh walks in here is were like, you able I to say yes with a straight face <laughs> no, yes. I, Yes, those I, are artichokes. I, no, I, I was like, well, um, you don't know what hops are, do you? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he, uh, yeah, after after I told him, he's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, he, he did think they were artichokes at first. Well, and um, kind of another little side note, but not really. If you've ever been here for um, the Fuge Fridays that they do, there's a book, which I didn't know existed, that is one of the things, I guess, that you spin. You have to draw something in the book. And if you flip through this and some of the geeks that have drawn things in there, sorry if you're a geek that have drawn something in there, but um, like there's some really, really cool artwork that has to do with the Fibonacci sequence and stuff like that. It's, it's really nerdy, artsy kind of stuff that just, it's, it's neat, and it's something very different than any other taproom in Cincinnati. That, well, um, and my latest favorite, because I look through that, is this scientist who mapped the genome for bed bugs. <laughs> So he drew a picture of a bed bug in there, and then there's all these funny comments of it, too, and then different points that he drew on yeah. it. I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's, very interesting. You need to look at it when we get it's back inside. It's well, I mean, you know, there's, there's, you know, and that's, you know, 
it's really cool. A lot of you, the, the different brewers and stuff have something like that to hang their hat on. Taft, you know, kind of hangs it on history and urban artifacts, sort of uh, uh, off-the-wall type of stuff, and, and a lot of the different, like, wild music and, and quote-unquote wild culture. And just the, the fact that you guys have this sort of science nature nexus thing I, I just think that's i think it's a really cool concept and i know you guys will not exploit it but certainly play off of it and try to get try to do that even more as you guys go on and i think it's i think it's it's, it's very it's i've always been a big son if you if you come in here and you grab either one of these people and talk yeah, to them they're yeah, both yes, exactly. very nerdy just in very different <laughs> ways like it's <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I was never going to. I took four years of science in high school. I've always been interested in it. Not smart enough to do it as any kind of a career. But uh, it's just so cool to, to see people take something like that yeah. and turn it into, in, into something that, that, you know, kind of brings a lot of stuff together into something as cool as beer. So, uh, listen, I'm going to take another break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast live from Fibonacci Brewing Company in... Mount Healthy, Ohio, here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, fans. I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pastura.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print. Mike Cisneros and an already known back here at uh, Fibonacci Brewing in Mount Healthy. And, Bob, uh, we're going to wrap it up uh, a little bit here real quick. Uh, just uh, the hours and, and the things and different uh, maybe special events and other stuff like that that you guys uh, have going on here at the uh, brewery. Yeah, so our current hours are uh, Thursdays and Fridays from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, we're also open Saturdays from noon to 10 p.m. Um, Coming up here, probably beginning uh, sometime early next month, we'll start doing some live music out on the patio. Uh, we did that last fall, uh, you know, when the weather's nice and uh, people really seem to like it. So we'll bring that back uh, late this spring, run that through the summer. Uh, the next big events for us is obviously Cincy Beer Week with our collaboration beer that we'll be doing with the other breweries we mentioned earlier. And then our big... One-year birthday, awesome. as Betty's calling it, uh, which will be in mid-July. Mid-July, no, date, no, quite, not quite a date yet on that. Or, <laughs> I believe it's going to be July ballpark. 9th. July yeah. 9th. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. And uh, we'll look forward to that, guys. Anything else uh, you want to get out about the about the place, or anything you want anybody to know, or or just uh, just some final thoughts from you guys about you know what it's meant to you to come this far and to have something that. Uh, uh, you can be very proud of it, by the way. I mean, I think it's, I, I, the, you know, this outdoor patio area is fantastic. Uh, the inside is, is, it's it's minimalist. It's very clean, but it's also, in, in a way, inviting. Uh, and so you guys are to be congratulated for that kind of thing, too. I mean, I think it's just, uh, uh, you know, one of the gems here of the, what, north northwest side, I guess you can say. Central, uh, Central Corridor. Central, co- Central, <laughs> Central Corridor. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, it's so far from 
X. And it's like, it's not that far, guys. It's like, you know, 20, 25 minutes at the max from, except, I mean, we come from extreme eastern Cincinnati there yeah. in, in, in Mount Carmel. It takes us about 25 or 30 minutes. But gosh, it, it, I, as, as far as I'm concerned, it takes it's me very 25 well or 30 it. minutes to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're 10 miles north of downtown and then, you know, close to north side. Yeah, make a trip out of it. If you haven't Absolutely. been out here, stop at Urban Artifact and hang out there for a little bit, break the trip up, and then keep going up, you know, Hamilton Avenue and. You're here in no time. You can hit us, then head a little east. You hit Riverdown. That's right. There's definitely an easy little route to take. Absolutely. Guys, congratulations on every, everything you've done. Continued success. Uh, we're so happy that you gave us, again, kind of er, very early in our, in, our, in our iteration of Cincy Brewcast. And, you know, I give sent bob an email and he's like yeah come on out he had no idea who in the hell we, who in the hell i was but you know <laughs> the first time i stopped to talk to him was very much still a florist <laughs> we, so, we had the fans installed <laughs> yes you had fans and fans were it yeah uh so guys congratulations bob and betty ballas thank you for uh having us out and, and uh letting us taste all your delicious beers and continued success thank you uh, we appreciate and we appreciate the crowd, ladies and gentlemen. We thank you very thank much you guys. for coming out tonight. Next week, uh, you'll be uh, phoning from home. Will you know him? The I will home. be from the basement. And he will be in the basement, and uh, we will be joined again by uh, Tina Cisneros, the queen of Cincy Craft Beer commentary, and yours truly, Mike Cisneros. We'd like to thank everybody for watching and listening. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.